We didn't lead with a song. No, that's what I was going to say. Darn. Also, four seconds of silence. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is the sound of silence. <laughs> we probably should start that over. I don't know. Oh, yeah, we'll do. yeah. <laughs> Suck it, listeners. <laughs> Donnie, a.k.a. Donnie. <laughs> Suck it for being a loyal friend. So we have, uh, what type of coffee is this? It is back to the Ethiopian Yurgachev coffee from Target. Mm. We kind of, we're starting to hit a cycle of coffees we like. Yeah. Like I got the mocha again, which I don't think we love. I think it smells really good, but I think the flavor is not as good. But yeah, Ethiopian Yurgachev coffee from Target. It's very yummy. I made it a little stronger today. And Zach typically makes a strong coffee. So if you like a strong coffee... Find Zach. If you like a strong tea, find me. And then you'll have it all because <laughs> I didn't... Turns out I don't like a strong tea. I just don't know how to make tea. That wasn't strong tea. That was just a, a mistake. Yeah, that was a mistake. But also, I didn't like that tea because <clears throat> I had it regular. I liked it regular, but yeah, you filled up the steeper. You filled it up with tea when you were supposed to, like, maybe fill it up a quarter of the way. Yeah. So it was a lot of, a lot of flavor coming off of those tea I, leaves. I didn't actually fill it the whole way. It, once it absorbed the water, it adhered okay. as okay. it died. But it was still At least too, half? Yes. Sure. Um, it was a lot. It was half. It was insane. But that was blueberry. Oh, was cardamom? No, it wasn't no. cardamom. That was the ice cream. Oh, that was good ice cream. Very good vegan ice cream you can find at Giant Eagle Blueberry Cardamom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have two podcast specials that will be coming out, but we wanted to do this one in the meantime because we have to edit those. And it's been an entire month, possibly? Yeah. It's been a long ass time. But those ones are three hours long. <clears throat> yeah. If it's we a, do decide to It's leave. a three or three and a half hour long one and a four hour long one, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're going to get cut down, especially Kaylee, I know. <sighs> Kaylee wants like a decent amount of hers edited out, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you'll get those at some point. No promises. <laughs> I think we should really make a goal to do it um, because Kaylee would be more likely to keep listening if she hears herself. And so would Craig and Ashley would <clears> never <throat> listen to it. I think if Ashley heard herself on it, she'd be like, I'm good. We can pretty much count her as a never listener. I don't think, yeah, I don't think she's ever going to listen. Uh, and quite frankly, at this point, I'm kind of thinking that's Tyler. And I got to say, a little offended. A little offended, Tyler. He's a podcaster. He listens to podcasts. Huh. Doesn't make time for this shit. Huh. Don't know why. Yeah, seriously, Tyler. Well, I guess I could spoil your Christmas present that's waiting at your grandmother's house. Yeah. Do you remember what it is? Yeah, it's Tyler. a book of haikus, which yeah. is perfect. Because he has this annoying character in D&D that only speaks in haikus, I think, the entire time. Mm-hmm. And makes no fucking sense. Mm-hmm. So my very thoughtful, loving wife, who's the best Christmas present giver ever, and I'm not just kissing ass. She's pretty great at it. Uh, she got Tyler a haiku book. And what did I get you, honey, this year? For Christmas? Yeah. Oh, absolutely nothing. Not a goddamn thing. I was thinking, like, the cabinet by the caves is already paid for. I just gave it to you super early. And I gave you a Fitbit. So, like, I didn't get you anything for Christmas. But we're going to do 
Yeah, we're gonna do, we do Valentine's Day. Gonna do a big Valentine's blowout. What did you get for Christmas from me? A walking stick. Yeah. Sweet ass walking stick. With an opal on top. With a green opal? Mm hmm. Because it's green and pink. It's the coolest opal the world has ever seen. I think it's brown. It's like green and brown. There, there's like some different color opals. That, that one part I think is brown to me. It's the perfect Jameson because those I are think, our three colors. Yeah. But there's pink in it. I don't. Maybe. Maybe. I'll whap you in the head with it. I believe you. Yeah. Oh, the other day Des said, "You shall not pass," and I was like, <laughs> "I know where you got that from." He was talking to Malcolm. He like stood in the doorway with his hands on his hips. You shall not pass. That's funny. <laughs> what did Malcolm do? Just like get out. I don't even remember. I probably laughed. Good. That was when they were playing a game. Maybe. They, um... Oh, shit. Oh, I also got you the early Christmas present of that puzzle that Uh. got you right back into puzzling. Yes, it did. And we... It it was... I can't remember the name of the company now, but I think it's the best company. Although Grammy got me two puzzles, too, that we have to do. Yeah. And And hers is a good company, also. I think those are wooden, yeah. It's like, I think hers is like Ravensburger or something. I don't remember. I could easily go look, but yeah, she also gave me the glue so that we can put them up. Because yeah. the one that you got is uh, like a surrealist library painting, Yeah, which is something we would have bought for our house, I think, anyway, because it was cool. Yeah. I think it's pretty neat. Yeah. I don't know how practical this is, and it doesn't seem practical at all, but I think it would be super neat... I guess maybe we could do it in the cold room slash bar if we ever did that. Mm-hmm. If we, like, didn't even use frames somehow mm-hmm. and just, like, wallpapered your puzzles mm-hmm. to the wall. I love what I'm hearing. And it was just, like, puzzle, puzzle, puzzle. And that was the wallpaper. We could do that right now to cover the hole that used to be the door, which we have a blanket covering right now. Yeah, but, well, that's the thing, though, is, like, attaching that, that's not the easiest thing in the world. Oh, you're right, and we need to insulate first. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <clears throat> all these puzzles, it's still fucking freezing in here. But... Yeah, but it feels cozier. Yeah, but I just, I don't know. I thought that would be neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be our favorite room in the house. Someday. Yeah. When the boys leave. What's your favorite room now? I want to say the living room. Like, it's this. Mm. It's this whole big amalgamation of a living room and dining room. And it's because that's the one that got all the work. Yeah, we put all the time into it. Yeah. We have, like, decorations. We have the nice desk. I like my Ireland thing. We have the computer out, the nice lighting things. The God that we pray to. The God that we always pray to. My mom thinks... She was, like, questioning what the Dionysus-type picture thing... It, we figured out it wasn't Dionysus, either. That's but what Kaylee called it, like so we just sort of stuck party god thing or whatever. According to us. And it's just a natural thing, and we... And like, a nature god, and yeah. it's not real, it's just pagan, and we bought it because it looks cool. Okay, now you're being offensive to pagans, though. Well, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either. And Amber Jean is Wiccan, which is close. I wonder if she believes in... Multiple gods and goddesses, like, that you pray to. I should talk to her about this. Because she also, she makes poor decisions. She actually enjoys <laughs> the Nutcracker. And I'm going to tell her about this podcast. 
because she was so excited to go see the Nutcracker, and I was like, yeah, it's going to be fun. And then I remembered how much that show sucks. It is so boring. Amber Jean went? Yeah, well, not with us, but she went oh, on the okay. same night in New York. She was like, I'm going to the ballet, too, because she loves the ballet. Mm. And I was like, that's great. That's pretty amazing that she loves the ballet. Why? Because they're, like, so poor. Why and do you think they're so poor? The one where you got married? Huh? Amber Jean, the one that got married. The, we were, like, at their wedding. You were the... Oh, no, no, no. That's... Sarah Jean. Sarah, Sarah Jean. Ah. And I don't remember her last name. Different story then. <laughs> yeah, but you could go for that. She's Christian as hell. Mm, but, mm-hmm. um, and they're not so poor. They're on our level poor. <laughs> no, they're not. They're on our level poor with way more kids. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm. Um, but yeah, Amber Jean is, she's the one, she's my, she's my pen pal. Right. Who I've never met in person. Funny. I know. We have, we're kindred spirits. We met on MySpace. <laughs> but she likes ballet and she likes Nutcracker a lot. And you just... Yeah. Nutcracker's god-awful to you. Oh, it's so boring. And I... Because I took Ashley because I was on her bucket list to see it as an adult. Because, you know, every kid... Not every kid. My lips are so chapped. Oh, okay. Every kid... In my family, I guess, is forced to see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like an event where you get dressed up. Me and Brie went to see Max. We went to Max and Irma's and then saw it. Or we went to Cruiser's, which no one listening to this because you're all very young. You don't know what that is. I have no idea what Cruiser's It was an awesome restaurant downtown that was on a boat. No, no yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so she wanted to go again. And uh, we sat in the front row because it was her birthday present. And I... We got that shit on sale. And then we left early. Because it was really boring. <laughs> and at one point, this dancer came out for the third time after they had bowed twice. And I was like, right, this has got to be winding down. This play's been on for two hours. This ballet's been on for two hours. And they come back out, and I just went, Phew. when Ashley said, do you want to go? And I was like, it's your birthday. Only if you, and she was like, yeah, let's go eat. So we left. <laughs> and uh, so you got up and left, like, politely in the middle of intermission? Hell no. Or, Oh no, you didn't. No, but we were on the edge. We were on. We were on the corner because I'm not made of money. So it was the corner, and then we just slunk out the emergency exit, where one of the actors was also walking at the same time, and they smiled at us like, "I get it." <laughs> and I was just like, "Uh, it could be an emergency." We went to yeah. the proper tap room next door and got a really delicious, very expensive meal. Very expensive. Yeah, well, if I was drinking, it would have been super expensive, but I wasn't drinking, and it was $100. Ooh. She was drinking. It was I paid for her, too. Oh, okay. So for the two of you, you weren't yeah. drinking, it was $100. That's still, that's super expensive. Well, when you I don't eat meat, When you don't eat meat, that's still, that's expensive. Yeah. It was, what did I get? I got pumpkin curried ravioli, and then I had that, and then I was like, they give you half of a plate, and it was a $20 thing, and I was like, Good son of a bitch. God. So... <laughs> Twenty bucks. Twenty one, I think. And then I was Fuck. still hungry, so I was like, "Can I have that pumpkin soup also?" Which filled me up. I, yeah. I had to take most of it home, and then I got dessert for both of us to take home. Yeah. And then she got two fancy drinks. Yeah. And then she also got just an entree, a fish entree. But it's like twenty dollars for half a plate of raviolis. There, there's like places that you can get fillet for thirty, thirty five bucks. Yeah, but they're right. They're not a right next fillet. to the ballet downtown. Well, no. 
Oh, and I left my credit card, of course, at the, um, what do you call it? The parking place. Because we parked right across the street thinking that's where Tammy and Heather were going to park. So we parked right across the street and I gave him my card and then just walked away. And then whenever I was about to pay time, time to pay at the proper tap room, which luckily was right, right next to the parking lot. I was like, oh shit. Uh, I'll be right back. So I ran out, and as I'm running to the parking lot, the, the attendant is like, Danielle! And I was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and he handed me my card. That's funny. Danielle. You know, if somebody calls me Danielle, they're clearly looking at paperwork. Yeah. Or something. Or it's my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Or Faith Sadar. Oh, I thought you were starting to draw something and then decided, eh, I'm just going to Pictionary it up. No, this is old Pictionary I'm drawing. Yeah. We got new Dirty Words Pictionary. You keep saying that. We, I, I thought you meant Dirty Words Taboo. We have Dirty Words Pictionary? We, yeah, it's called... Ashley got it for us. Mm. Richards, it's... Humanity Without Dignity or something? No, no. It's it's Drawing Without Dignity. Oh, okay. And that's it's Dirty Pictionary. Oh, okay. Because Dirty Taboo, I gotta say. Not that dirty. It's not dirty. We kept trying to make it way more filthy than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite was when your sister pointed at Craig for Craigslist and his sister said sex slave. <laughs> <laughs> no, first she started with model. I was say, she led with model. Yeah, but then it like somehow. Model. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what? <sighs> How are you? Why is that just your own brother? Model. No? Sex slave. Mmm. <laughs> This game of Pictionary, or this game of Taboo, got awkward. Well, I, your Ashley doesn't know that we make fun of my Ashley, and that it's like a disgusting, sick joke. <laughs> you mean a fantastic joke? But not if you're Ashley. If, you, if you're Ashley, it's quite gross, but at least she's, she goes along with it. <sighs> so She kind of has to. She walks into it a lot. Yeah, but no, whenever, when she said model and sex, like that was for our benefit. Yeah, oh no, I know. Yeah, but not for your sisters. Your sister did not know what was going on. She was like, what? what? <laughs> you know I'm pointing to your brother. <laughs> but I legitimately couldn't guess Craigslist. I was, I was too far gone. Yeah. Yeah, very dirty. Craigslist. Ooh. Craigslist, you do some dirty shit on Craigslist. Yeah, but like, that's not... I wouldn't say it's just dirty. Yeah. I did... I just bought a thing of chapstick somewhere here. Uh, You're super glue. You want to put super glue on your lips? Yeah. That way I can finally shut the hell up. This podcast would be a whole hell of a lot better. <laughs> um, uh, if I knew where right. my... Oh, it's in my purse. I'll just okay. get some. That's like oh. when I finally asked Tyler for chapstick, you would go I thought you would never ask. And I was like, can I just keep this? Because <laughs> my lips were just like... Like Daenerys. Like they do. Yep. Daenerys coming out of the desert. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Ascension, not Ascension. That's the other version. Shards of Infinity. Yes. I think I told you. There's like a co-op version coming out next mm-hmm. month mm-hmm. that like maybe I could get you interested in. Ooh, if that is my Valentine's Day present, I'll kill you. It could be one of them. I'll kill you. No, I'm just saying it's a co-op <laughs> game. So like we could play it together. And it's like my favorite game, I think. Okay. How much do you think it'll be brand new? 
you have to buy the base, which is 20. Mm-hmm. And then I think the expansion might be 10, if at most 20. So it would be 40 altogether. Okay. What company is making it? Stoneblade Entertainment. Well, that does me no good. We have some game right coupons, though. Yeah, it's not game right. We okay. need to always remember game right because we have like at least four of their coupons now. Yeah. Because we keep not using them ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a sweet board game store in the Mills Mall. I'm sure it would do great business. Well, New Dimensions. I mean, it... They don't have all the types of board games, though. They only have nerd board games. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. They could do better. Yeah. I want, I'm talking like... The old toy store that was there mm-hmm. kind of thing. I think they both, yeah, New Dimensions is decent and the toy store was decent. Yeah. But yeah, like it would be cool if there was like a concentrated board game store. Yeah. Um, and that's for you to do. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, the Joker. We can talk about the Joker now. Yes, we can. Big spoiler alerts for the Joker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but not really, though. That's the thing. Everyone's kind like, of. oh, I don't want to spoil it. If you're listening to this podcast, you know what happens. Everything that you think happens is exactly what happens. That's not true at all. Because I feel like you were the things you thought throughout the movie yeah. are the same things that I thought that you get led through. Mm-hmm. All if right. you want to not talk or not hear about the Joker, just skip ahead like five minutes. Okay, so did you know, my big thing was he's, about halfway through I thought, okay, so he's not really the Joker. He's going to start a movement and then just sort of die off and then someone else is going to kill Bruce Wayne's parents mm-hmm. and then someone else will take over the Joker and the Joker could be many, Anybody. many people. Yeah. Did you think that? Did you think that's what we were supposed to take away from it? Uh, No. I didn't think that was going to happen. I don't know. Yeah, I just never really thought that was going to happen. Um, the whole Bruce Wayne's parents thing, I didn't I, I didn't really... I wasn't thinking of it as a Batman movie that much. Like, I wasn't concerned about who was going to kill Bruce Wayne's parents. Yeah. I, I didn't really... I didn't think that I would either. And then when it came into it and, like, his mom's name was Penny Fleck, I was like, no, that's a name. That's got... Like, is that like is that fucking Catwoman or somebody? So then I started trying to connect the dots, which there aren't any. Yeah. No. Um, but, like, everyone says, oh, it's it's really dark. Oh, it's so dark. I came away from that and I was mad, like Grammy said. Or, or they're like, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. So I'm thinking, like, all right, I'm going to have, like, some serious thoughts about the state of mental illness in this country. And <sighs> Yeah, I guess that's the thing is I you were prepped wrong for it. Yeah, maybe. The prep was people come out of this movie on one of two sides. And I was very excited to see what side you came out on. Which side do you think I came out on? Enjoying it. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but it's not, it wasn't life-changing. No, I, but... It wasn't I even his best work. I d- fervently disagree. Well, that's because you're not allowed to see Return to Paradise. And it's not even on the Mojo But that list. wasn't even on the top 20 of his things, or honorable mentions at all. I know. So, meh. Yeah. Anyone who's listened to this podcast also, uh, you probably can't watch it. So <laughs> No, I mean, most other people can. It's, what is that called? Return to Paradise? Return to Paradise. It's suicide It's not suicide Oh, it's not? No. It's, um, it's, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's 
tried for uh, drug possession in Thailand, and it's based on a... Uh, True story. Yeah. Is it Thailand? Yeah, I think so. Where's Penang? Is that in Thailand? I don't know, but Thailand's really strict about drugs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's the place where, like, you will get the death penalty if you're caught with drugs. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I think that's Thailand. And he's pretty young in that. Bangkok, Thailand. That seems crazy that that would be Thailand. Maybe I'm thinking maybe Philippines, maybe. Anyways. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, so I already went into it. Like, he was already my favorite actor going into it. And I feel like for a lot of people, not everyone, because I know a lot of people know that he's wonderful already, but not he's not on everyone's radar. This was a big movie to get him on, like, superhero people's radar. No, he was on everybody's radar. Really? No, but as like this is a this is everybody a t- would say he was a great actor. And I and that's the thing is I don't know that this boosted his status. Like how you said he's no better after seeing that. And I would agree like I I I think he's just as good after seeing it than before seeing it. Really? Maybe yeah. a little bit better. Yeah. Cuz I do think that was his best. Yeah. But I'm not going to say he's never done anything close to that. Yeah. I think he's not, when you think, who's the best actor in the world? I would say most people are not going to jump to Joaquin because he's not as known, maybe, as like a Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leo just gets, that's the thing is, Leo gets big, big Scorsese work a lot. Right. That's all, that's all. Yeah, but Joaquin was already... My favorite. And then, actually, I talked to Papa Jim about this, and I can't believe I was being so sexist that when I, I was thinking best actor of all time, it's not Joaquin. It's, he's maybe the fourth, because it's got to go Tilda Swinton, uh, Michelle Williams. Maybe he's third. No. I'll put him above Kate Winslet. Hmm. But. What else for, you, you liked my week with Marilyn a lot. Mm-hmm. With Michelle Williams. She's good in everything she does. She's very humanizing. We're so tangential. We should have tried to keep the Joker conversation going. Yeah, we can get back to Joker. Let's go back to Joker. Just because all of the spoilers are going to be spread out. I was just realizing people are going to skip ahead and be like, oh, they're talking about my week with Marilyn. I can can do that now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no... Hopefully everybody has seen it at this point, and if you haven't, I recommend you know go watch it. I don't think we, I guess we do kind of ruin it if we're gonna talk about it every time. Yeah. But so, yeah, I totally thought like the breadcrumbs they laid out for you, I just followed. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I thought he was gonna be Batman's brother. And then even when he was talking to Thomas Wayne, I was like, okay, is he just lying? And like we said afterwards, it's like he could even have the medical records fake, but I don't yeah. think he did. Yeah. I think his mom, like, I think that flashback shows his mom was legitimately like out of her mind. And the whole situation of like being with an abusive boyfriend and who also abused her kid. Yeah. Like, so I think all that checks out. Or adopted kids. So there's got to be more to the story, which makes me think, please don't do a sequel. Please do not do... I think that's rumored, which is... I, I don't know how that would go. I don't like that. I really... I'll be disappointed if he does that. Yeah. Because... See, that's the thing, though, is I don't think... 
As great as that movie is, I don't know if there is room for a Joker that fucking crazy. Like, that's, that's like, too real to put into a superhero setting. It was kind of in its own setting. Right. And it worked. That's why I'm thinking they could do a sequel to that then. But if you did a sequel with, like, Harley Quinn or something, it I don't know. No, I think if they did a sequel, it would be about other Jokers taking on and, and being the Joker. And it's not him. And it'll be, like, I don't know. They could bring up... They could have Jack Nicholson be a guy in it. Sure, he'll wear a mask. An older Jack Nicholson with a mask. They could have Mark Hamill. Which, I thought he did a good laugh. Did you approve of his laugh? Loved it. Okay. His laugh was fantastic. His, like, put-on laugh. Joaquin's. Both of them. Yeah. But his put-on I mean, laugh his, sounded like... His put-on like... laugh was the, the typ- more yeah. typical Joker laugh. And then his disease laugh was painful to listen to at times. Yeah. Not, like, bad. Just, like, good God. You just wanted to hug him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's the Joaquin experience. He could yeah. be doing something terrible and you just want to hug him. And he's been like that since Gladiator for me. Yeah. And or even since Gary in Parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's being a little shit. Yeah. You just come here, Gary. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I totally thought he was going to kill himself during the taping. Yeah, I didn't cuz I was like they they want us to think that but like if he's the Joker, like See, that, I guess that's what I kind of thought, though, is, like, I didn't necessarily think he had to survive this movie. Mm. And I thought, because everybody was saying it was so dark, yeah, I thought, that would, that would be, like, a hard, besides being dark, like... If people told you to see it and he killed well, him, I would be very upset. No, no, no. It's not, people aren't telling me to see it. I'm hearing that it's, like, a dark movie from podcasts... Or yeah, reviews like, or stuff. All of our friends said to see it. Like, we talked to so many people who yeah. reviews out. They're like, you gotta see it. Yeah. And But really, the thing is, you, you don't. It's not a gotta see movie. It is. It's not. I See, that's where... I, I, you're dead but wrong. It doesn't change anything. It's not... I, this is what I, I... We should look up the reviews for Paddleton. I need to see something new. I need... And for what's new for me is not more shock. It is... Human experiences that aren't really spoken about, which is just, like, actual brotherly love. Like, you love another person, put sex aside, and, like, feel those emotions. And and that's just, like, a very simple, sounds very boring, but it can be done right, and that's a movie or a play. And then the Joker was, like, it took Zoo Story. So that's higher, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I'm okay. telling you, but that's the thing is that's the same audience score uh-huh. as the Joker. Okay. But the critic score for the Joker is sixty nine. <clears throat> it's low. Okay. Because people were like, "Oh, it's just so bleak," or just trying to be like this lonely gunman story. See, and... I don't understand that. I will just say that it's nothing new. That it's being played up as this is something new, and it's something new in the superhero realm. Sure, but when I see Joaquin's name on it, I already know that. I already know this is not, you know, and there's a stigma around the Joker. So I already know it's going to be dark because everyone says like, oh, the actors who play it, they all, you know, go fucking crazy. But they don't actually. But that's, you've heard the stigma. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no I know. He's a dark, but he's a dark character. That's, that's been a f- proven false. Okay. Because that's Mark not. Hamill was like, oh, fuck that. Well, Mark Hamill was fine, but also Heath Ledger was fine. 
Heath Ledger was an early victim of the opioid crisis. Um, sure. But anyway, it's it's nothing new. And we'll get back to Edward Albizu's story. Uh, it was the, I think it's the best play ever. Sounds written. amazing. Uh, we have it. If you want to read it. Um, but... And I don't want to spoil that for you, but I will just say that this takes that and the idea of it, which is very... I think we could just go spoilers out. Okay, fine. In yeah. Zoo Story, <clears throat> there's no names. The actors don't have names. It could be played by a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's two people in a park. And the one guy, person one, we'll just say, is... <clears throat> like thinks they go to this park all the time. They think they don't affect anybody. They would do anything just to like be known and and to know that they exist. They don't say that in so many words. The whole thing is dialogue. You have to piece it together because it doesn't pander the way most cinema does. Anyway, <laughs> but he shoots himself in front of the other person, and it's like this is it. This is the only way I'm going to be able to affect. Like, another person. This person will remember me for the rest of their life. I'm a part of the world because of this is how I go out. As in, I hope my death makes more sense than my life. See, I don't think that... I don't think the more sense bit plays in. I think the wanting to be seen or... Like, I I wouldn't say that that guy's trying to make his death make sense. Or Who, Edward? Um, yeah. He wanted, he wanted to make sense. an impact. Yeah. That's the only way he could make I think that's different than making sense. Well, I think it's like proving that I existed. Yeah. I was here. Okay. And if the only way I can do it is by not being here anymore. Okay, so the Joker sort of took that, which is what I think, that idea, that very universal idea that sort of everyone feels at some point. Yeah. Um, and was just like, no, instead of that, I want to be like... I'm I'm happy that I am riotous and all of these people, they're doing something terrible, but the world is different because of me. And the mm-hmm. Joker is not some... In this, I think, it's crazy to think that he isn't in any way a hero because he's just... He's, he's a very sad man. He is the saddest parts of all of us. Mm-hmm. And it's... Yeah. Anyway. It's just not as poignant. It's It's more in your face than... It has to be. And I'm, I think I'm done with In Your Face. Yeah. Because that's... We've been well, going down that path for... You're just a, you're a theater major. Who, these things aren't... I, I'm not saying it wasn't in my face or anything, but like, I'm not watching that being like, fucking Edward, Edward Albee's zoo story, am I right? Well, and nobody is. <clears throat> nobody. I bet you Todd Phillips did. He might, but I'm saying... But like, that's the thing... So many directors do that. Any movie that you think is original, Paddleton, I guarantee you that guy is, there's something he has in mind when he's making Paddleton. Yes. And maybe you don't know it. Yeah. Or maybe it is something, but he does it in a different enough way to where then it's acceptable to you. But I think every movie director, at least high level movie director or somebody who's doing well, there is something in their head that they're referencing and trying to convey or use that as a muse. And <clears throat> I completely agree. But there's such movies like A Marriage Story that we just watched. Mm-hmm. And remember how pissed off I was? Because I was like, he uses the same font as Woody Allen. It's the same place as Woody Allen. The same love of New York. The same voice. He even used Scarlett Johansson. And it wasn't Woody Allen. It's like, okay, so this guy's just fucking in love with Woody Allen. I've seen this before. Why is this a movie? 
It doesn't need to be a movie. Like, I get that you're good actors. That's great. But I need more than that at this point. Yeah, but, I, like, what? Woody Allen's never done that story. No, he hasn't done that story. But that story was done in other mediums, like Blue Valentine. Or the other Michelle Williams one with Seth Rogen. Like... What was that one? That's the one where... I think I watched it twice without you somehow. But they're a married couple, and she cheats on them. And then... Yeah, it's just, but it's just, a, it's a human experience movie. Yeah, but so, there's, this is, I don't know, you, you're you so dismissive of movies sometimes, I feel like. Like, Blue Valentine is fantastic. Yeah, I'm not dismissing it. And, but I think Marriage Story is really good, and it's similar, and it has some similarities, but it is mm-hmm. different. And also, we're referencing a movie that came out at least a decade ago. Yeah. So that's what. So it's like this somewhat similar movie told in a different, more Woody Allen way, yeah. involving a child and divorce, like yeah. the legal complications and processes of divorce. Right. It, it. Well, also, it was. It's Kramer versus Kramer. If you take away the funny, there's one funny line though. He goes, "Get in the fucking car." I'm sorry, but get in the fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. See, like I. I don't know. Do, do they deal with divorce lawyers in yeah. Kramer versus Kramer? All right. Yeah. I, I just haven't seen it. And again, to, to talk about time, you're saying this is a movie that's been made. Kramer versus Kramer is from the late 70s, I believe? Yes. I okay. It, but it's funnier. And it holds up. It holds up. You could watch it now and you'd want to... And, and it's better. It's like they remade Arthur. What? Yeah, but no, that's what I'm saying, though. It, like, I will take a marriage story... Over every other fucking remake that they do. It's yeah. nonstop remakes. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if I am with, when, since now we have children, if I am going to take the time to put $20 into a movie, that movie better be fucking good. Because I only get to see movies, like, three times a year, besides kids' movies. <laughs> so that movie better be fucking amazing. And Paddleton I watched by myself, and that was the movie, that was my 2019 movie. Okay. Remember we used to do that? We used to rate our movie for the year? Yes. Is the Joker yours of 2019? I'd have to review what all came out. Yeah. It would definitely... I mean, it's very high on the list if it's not at the top, but I just... It's the most recent also. Did you think the Joker was better than her? Um... I would have to watch her again, but I want to say no. But I, okay, it is okay. close to me. Her is just... Been... I think he's better in The Joker. I think, I think he's a... very good in her, but I, it, it is completely different. Yeah. It's different. I, I'm going to give him a... In terms of performance, it's a tie. There, Somebody made a comment too. Sorry. In, in case you haven't seen The Joker, just go watch it. This is not a five-minute thing. Just... This entire podcast might be just Joker and movies discussion. Yeah, well, I'm 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 happy with it. <laughs> 2019 wrap up in movies. Yeah. Paris Oh yeah, Happy New Year, everybody! It's yeah, yeah. January first, 2020. That's Desi's. I don't know upstairs or on the floor. Look, I thought you put it on. No. And I'm gonna hit an awkward pause while Danny finds that. Where am I? And we're back. We found the monitor. 
one of us took a shit. I'm not saying who. But, yeah, so I'm trying to look over, like, movies from this year. So that's the other thing, too, is, like, Paddleton, I don't think, is from this year. Oh, well, I should just... I think it's from from last year. But that's what it is. It's the years we've seen it. Because the year before would be Disaster Artist for me, and I don't know when that was made. But I just saw it finally in 2018. Yeah. See, that book smart got a 97%. Maybe we should finish watching that. I don't know. A lot of young people are watching it. I don't need to watch everything. This is critics. It's not... No, I'm not saying... Young people... I don't know. Just because something is highly acclaimed doesn't mean we're the proper demo for it. I don't. I don't have time for Critics that. Critics are not young people. No, typically. but they're they're in the mind of this. They know who the demo is. How is this for that demo? I don't know about that. I mean, a good movie is a good movie. Uh, you may be right because Mean Girls is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, out of this year, I would definitely say Joker, mm. which isn't even on this list because it fell below the 70% mark. I bet you, have we seen any of the other ones? That's the thing, is I'm yeah. like, I don't know that I've seen any of these. Frozen 2 is the only movie we've seen this yeah. year. Yeah, Frozen 2. <laughs> We're just so behind, like, I didn't, we didn't even see Toy Story 4. Yeah, I don't know that I've seen Toy Story 3 or 2. So, I'm alright. Yeah, Knives Out, I do want to see a lot. That looks good. What is it? The, oh, the other movie we saw from this year is Us. Oh, that was from this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was great. I did like that a whole bunch. Yeah, Jordan Peele, he raised the stakes. See, he's making original things. Is he, though? Yes. Original, original enough for me. Joker pulled from all different angles of like nothing was really original. I want I want something to make me think. And if it's not making me think, then that's what I consider not original enough for me. I guess, but see, I don't know. I think there's a bias of like I don't think us made me think a lot. Really? Yeah. You it didn't make you think at all that like the what we do that is easy for us, our consumption of water, being wasteful of all that, actually is impacting other people that we cannot see. And they're no, be- they're no worse than us as human beings, but they are living worse than us because of how well we're living. Do you think that's what he was going for, though? I truly do. That's possible. I Not do think something... water, but you know what I mean. Resources, yeah. yeah. I do think sometimes you get you get like a meaning out of a movie that I don't know was intended, but it's a good meaning. Yeah, I think you're right about that too. But I think a lot of times I'm right. Yeah, no, you're right more times than not. I think if I try, like I tried to put something into the Avengers to make it more than it was, and it's not. It's just a shit movie. It doesn't need to be made. <laughs> just like any of that. It's just there's no meaning. There's no point. It's just dipshits running around. Yeah, I mean, that came out this year, too, was Avengers Endgame, and that got a lot of good reviews, which I I disagree with. I think Endgame was good. I don't think it was anywhere near great. It was not as good as Infinity or whatever that Infinity Wars, the last Avengers was before this one, because that was the one where, like, it's an old spoiler, and it's been referenced a lot, but that's the one where, like, Thanos actually fucking kills everybody and you're like oh shit i did not see that coming yeah 
But, I mean, if you read the comics, I guess you do. And, I don't know, even when everybody dies, you kind of assume, well, this can't be permanent, just based off of... But it's not permanent. It's not. But it's still... The movie and the the character of Thanos in that movie is really great. He's a really great villain. Like, in Endgame, he's more of just a bad guy, I felt. Even though it's the same character. I think they just don't touch on him as much. And in Infinity Wars, he has to, like, kill his own daughter to do what he thinks is right for the whole. Jesus, that's like Lost. Michael Emerson in Lost. Yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, that's what he is. And it's, he, as much as he's just, like, a big bad, and he's, you know, he just kicks butt and everything. He, he's, like, a very sympathetic bad guy, also. Yeah, because that's why he kills... He wants to kill half of everything because we're consuming too much. This isn't going to work. So the only way to fix all of this is to just get rid of half of everybody indiscriminately. Okay. And so it's... Yeah, it's like people who say, like, population control is a problem or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I agree. So I have the solution. None of you guys want to do it. And I don't really want to do it either, but it needs to be done. I like Dan Brown's better. <laughs> Which one? Is that the third Da Vinci Code? I never read anything past the first one. We have them. Yeah. There's Inferno and something else. I don't remember what it's called. They're not great. They all follow the same formula. Uh-huh. It's all Indiana Jones for uh, theologians, which I like because it's fun. I love the Da Vinci Code, the first one. Yeah. Well, then the second and the third. Same formula. Exact same thing. Well, I might get it. <laughs> yeah, it's all national treasure. <laughs> um, boy. But you'll talk to yeah, some... Okay, so Nick, my libertarian work associate, uh, will say there's no, there is no population problem in the world. I, I don't know how... The, the only way I could see if that's accurate is you're just banking on technology getting us to where it, our population isn't a problem. But on our current track, it for sure is... Oh, spilled coffee. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I guess this is just my... That's okay. Yeah. I feel like I could hit pause. No, no, the world Okay, well, Danny's a clumsy whore. Oh, the show must go on. <laughs> At least this was my used-up notebook it got on anyway. Yeah, and it was your own heated-up coffee and not McDonald's burn-your-pussy-off. Right. This is why I only heat up coffee for a minute. Yeah. I'm going to just throw this in the trash. Goodbye. There's nothing else in there? My to-do list, but all oh, I have oh. on it is uh, make the 2019 movie. Ah. But, uh, yeah, fun fact, uh, the lady who sued McDonald's for her coffee being too hot, and everybody makes a joke out of it, her coffee was insanely too hot. It was, like, around 200 degrees or, like, 180-something up there. It was, like, close to boiling. It was that fucking hot. 
and she, it spilled in her lap and she got like major third degree burns all in her vagina and lay inside of her legs and and she didn't want to see it. No. She, she didn't did. want to do it. But her medical bills were incredibly high and she needed to cover them. And all the time she knew it. So. Uh, but, yeah, fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. Also, fun fact, my legs smell like Ethiopian Yorkshire. <laughs> Ooh. Come on in. <laughs> we were talking about, oh, the population problem. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an issue right now. We're just consuming way, way, way too much. That's what it was. He said, we have a resource problem. We don't have a population problem. We need to handle the resource problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're going to have a population problem soon. A resource problem is a population problem. It's both. Yeah, I mean, it's... But, like, global warming, rising waters, mm-hmm. people are going to have to relocate. Mm-hmm. I think it... They said, like, in 50 years or something, there's, like, an Asian country that will be gone. And I think it's, like, South Korea or Vietnam or something. Like, just gone. And it's, like, all of those people will have to relocate somewhere. Yeah. Or so that's where, like, populations... Can, problems definitely going to be a problem because we're just going to have less land, which again, resource. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the scariest part of global warming is resources. Yeah. Because even the people that are forced to move inland will have less resources and start. Mm-hmm. Is the idea, although my father's best friend, who's a meteorologist, does not believe in. He believes in climate change, but he doesn't believe in global warming or he like man-made yes climate change yes so i i don't know stuff like that throws me off i still believe that we are emitting you know i do i'm very I, you know i believe in climate change is the most important yeah issue for me but do, does hearing that someone who is clearly smarter and more educated than you or um, i that doesn't do anything to you that doesn't give you like the glimmer no because um yeah he's a meteorologist uh, not it used to be ninety seven percent of scientific research and reports on this. Huh. It's now ninety nine, ninety nine percent. See, but yeah, like when you when you tell me statistics, I don't know where you get them from, and you're not completely sure where you get them from, and they could be coming from so many different parties. But we're if we're speaking to an actual scientist that we know, you know what I mean. I don't know if meteorology counts in the same thing, but I'm sure I I would imagine it's very close. But also, he's not the only one. There are other scientists who say it. I also think he has, he might have a very strong political bias. Yeah, I think you're right. But he, uh, he definitely has a very strong political bias. So then there you go. Well, yeah, so there we go. But uh, And yeah, also, and like, what research has he done on it? I really don't or know. Or is he just kind of just saying, nah? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying that you don't believe in climate change, human based climate change or whatever because of my dad's best friend and yeah. also my old meteorology professor. Yeah, I just I don't know. I there's enough evidence to me of like report after report after report and most reports it, it's like every fucking time all you keep hearing is like, "Oh, we underestimated. We've underestimated. Mm-hmm. This is worse than we thought." Mm-hmm. That's constantly the narrative and not Nah, don't worry about yeah. that. And, and even I should say, when I was in school, um, I had a 
professors telling me that climate change was real and whenever I was going to, you know, focus my master's on it, certainly every person I spoke to, it was real. Yeah. So, I don't know, like, what is, what is Albin, Albin? Tony. Tony. What does Tony do for a living now? He's a meteorologist currently. He's a, I don't know. He was, he was a meteorology professor last I knew. I don't know. But that means he has to do research, like he... Yeah, that's why I was asking, like, I, I'm curious if he's actually done research into it. But specifically what. on climate change, I do not know that. I took yeah. intro to meteorology. As far as I know, he teaches and knows intro to meteorology. I'm sure he knows way more than that. Yeah. But that is the only class I took. Okay. Ugh. But yeah, it's not even like, so I'd say 99% of scientists, like, you, you know all the things that I would say to think. Right. I, him saying that, that doesn't... I don't know why that makes you... I, even though I know you're completely on board, it's weird. It's impressive to me that that makes you... Impressive. Like, you, you look turd. You, that, no, that's I, a turdy thing to it's say. It's crazy to me there that that know. makes you second guess. No, it gives me a glimmer of hope. Yeah, any of that. Prepare crazy to me. for the worst and hope for the best kind of thing. Like, we need to be preparing for it. But, like, oh, what if? Nice. See, and this is the thing of, no, it's not in your face, everything, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of the narrative is, like, it seems like we don't have time for what if. Or wouldn't it be nice? It's like, no, we're fucking burning. No, yeah, prepare <laughs> for the worst. And I'm, and even from, like, an insurance perspective... Insurance has had to take into account probably global warming is affecting these things. These coastal areas for homeowners are going to be more expensive for that reason. Um, There's a chance that it's not going to happen. There's a very small chance that it's not. But we've evaluated the risks. Not me. Underwriters have evaluated the risks and thought, yeah, this is high enough. We're going to up up our insurance rates because it's high enough. Yeah. It's among the military's top threats. Okay. Like the U.S. military when we rank threats. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) But it has to be because, like, I think the biggest thing that they're worried about is water as a scarcity. Uh And, like, having the fight for water. Uh That's up there. But also, yeah, like, dealing with refugee populations and shortages and all that stuff. That's great. Mm Mm-hmm. I would have thought since... uh, Mr. Trump said that it was NBD. But see, that's the, yeah, it's like once you get separate enough from him mm-hmm. and you get to, like, people in charge who are using their brain. Mm-hmm. Can we bring the Joker back into this? Sure. Okay, so... Yeah, you think the Joker is Trump. I think... I don't think the Joker is Trump. I think the Joker was brought out at a perfect time where riots were being caused by idiots. He's a, like, the Joker doesn't pretend to not be an idiot. The writers, the directors, everyone involved in the making of that is not saying, this is a smart man. This is a man, because he even says that he's not political. He's just, he was just a guy who was bullied, but so many people were bullied that they wanted an uprising. And that's the white man mentality. That's where that comes from. I, I mean, that's where all the backlash with the critics come from. Oh, there's a white guy just complaining or whatever. That's where we're at in today's world is so many white guys were complaining 
So where I where I say when you say that's where we're at in today's world, so many white guys, mm-hmm. I think that's wrong, because I, I think that's the wrong message to take. At least the way he happens to be white, but mm-hmm. I think the thing that he is complaining about, and he's not smart and he's not political, but yeah. it is a visceral human emotion and mm-hmm. feeling of feeling kept down and feeling like there are people out of our echelon who are just pushing their boot down constantly and it's not because i'm a white guy right it's because i don't make a shitload of money right okay so let me take white guy out of it then and we'll just say uh middle class the demo of people who voted for donald trump uh they felt we need to change the boot has been down on us Mm -hmm. i want to make america great again and i can finally be in control i have not had any control of anything and i want to be in control right so they followed an idiot. He is, he, I'm going to say he's probably money smart. I'm going to give him that. I wouldn't. But who cares? I know He's he, bankrupted six companies. I don't care. I don't care. He, some, he's more money smart than we are. I'm giving him that. Oh, no. Why? No, because, because he is, honey. We do terribly. No, his, his, his dad gave him $400 million. Yes, I understand. That's, so he's not money he smart. His dad in, was. Sure, he was born into a knowledge of money that you and I can't even fathom. <sighs> he lives in a completely different realm of money right. that we do. That he didn't earn and didn't... Sure, If, if anything, he's he done was, everything to flush it down the drain. Maybe. Who knows? All right, I am saying he everything else that is important to being the president of the United States, foreign policy, global warming, these are the, these are the things that I care about the most taking care of the human beings in our country, being aware of the poor people. All right, whatever. He knows none of that. Mm-hmm. He is an idiot. So when I say that, I'm, I'm giving him credit for this because I'm, I'm saying this is not just because I hate Trump. Sure, hypothetically. Sure. <laughs> uh, but no, this is not just because I hate Trump. But what he did was he represented a group of people who were ready to start a riot anyway. Yeah. And they did, and that's he. that wasn't really his doing. That wasn't what he set out for, but he fucking loves it. He yeah. Was, yeah. He ran on populist messages that he didn't follow through on. And a lot of that was started with Steve Bannon. Bannon was the cause of that strategy and it was a smart strategy. But Bannon is the Joker. But the point is that like the Joker didn't set out to start these riots. He just set out to prove he existed. And then all these riots happened. Um and that's very much the state that I think America is in right now. And I think maybe that's why people leave that movie, like, angry. Because they're like, yes. I would almost say, to look at it from that perspective, I would almost say that the Joker is the American people who are just trying to be heard. And then Trump gets elected. And Trump is the mass riots. Trump is the insanity. Like... He's the he's the outcome of us just trying to do something to to make a difference in our lives. Oh yeah, or that could be the Joker is the catalyst, and then whoever killed Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne's parents. There's your Trump. There's your there's your part two. But what yeah. it is is like because people want change, and they just want to know like I exist. Show me my worth. You are willing to sacrifice everything in a very selfish realm, putting every, so then doing that is putting your boot down on other people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's part of it, but it's also like it's it's just also people are the first thing is people are just aligned ideolog- 
ideologically. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to vote fucking Republican, Democrat, no matter what. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just talking about the Joker. I'm not talking I, about Blue. Right. I'm sorry. I, no, I feel like if you... I, I don't know. I just don't think it lines up quite right. Because for an example would be... See, I don't know how comfortable liberals would be with it no matter what because of, like, the amount of gun... The gun violence and violence in general that falls out from it and that whole, like, kill the rich headline in there. I get that's not real-world production, Mm -hmm. productive in the real world. But do you think, like, if the Joker was a poor black guy living in the projects or was homeless or something like that and... Mm -hmm kind of started a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like that whole worrisome white, lonely white guy gunman spin would never exist. And then I'm curious what their thoughts on it would be then. I think that could easily just become racist. Why? If you're, you're saying you take a, a poor black man and I think you would, you could say like, well, he would had his foot down so much though. He went, he turned to, to crime. And that's something that people are already saying is, is part of the black community. Well, it's already a racist sentiment. It's not a. It's not completely racist sentiment though. It's it's a realistic ra- racial tendency. It's well, no, it's a, it's not. It's but it's it's uh, financial. Well, yeah, that's on. That's, it's income based. It's it's income based, but we've also just financially and incomely fucked black people for a long time. Exactly. But if we're going to make a movie about it and we're going to showcase it with a black person, it then becomes racist. It's now about race. Whereas now, it is about income. So I don't yeah. agree with the people who are saying, oh, this is just a white man. And I don't think it is conservative or liberal. I think it's anybody who wants to prove I exist will do that to the detriment of the rest of society that that is a human possibility that's what i think it's not i'm not saying that this is a liberal Wait, thing repeat or that. Cons- anybody who wants to prove so much that they exist mm-hmm. will sacrifice the rest of society that's what he that's what he did yeah and we appear at that dark point i don't know he's moving yeah if you're at that dark point you could sure and it's, yeah, so I, I don't think it is actually political. I think it's a good time that they did it because of the political upheaval we have now. And in this, in that, Trump is just a figurehead. I do think he is kind of just a figurehead of, of issues and problems. See, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I want to give people the credit of... They just wanted something changed, but... It, I, to me, it's just like, I get you want to change, but if you vote, anybody who votes for Trump a second time, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know where to classify that person as like, That's gonna be are you just, horseman thing or whatever. What do you mean? What's the, I, I say that, I feel like I say this on a lot of podcasts, but what's that, the adage, people who said with George W, I don't want to change horse in the middle of a battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not. Yeah, but people will say that. That's why people... That's, like, the thing people say when they vote for the same person for a second term. No, that was, like, when... Because presidents who are in war get boosted ratings and typically stay in. Yeah. He was in the middle of a war. Like, legitimately. Yeah. And this guy is not. Yet. 
Yeah. Fucking Sunday, I guess we like retaliated, bombed. Iran did something and we retaliated by killing a group that reported to Iraq. And now Iraq, who the whole thing of us being in Iraq was to liberate them. They have democracy. They voted a leader. And that leader's telling us, get the fuck out. Get out. And we're just like, yeah, no. So we and there's like super big rising tensions going on right there now. Huh. No big deal. I'm thinking about moving. Yeah, it'll be up soon. Just thinking about it. So, I mean, there's definitely no promise that we won't be in a war in fucking eight months. Yeah. Oh, elections in ten months. Yeah. I'm hopeful. I, I don't have hope. You have no hope? Yeah. I mean, I guess I have, I, I have, I have, hope. I have the yeah. slightest bit of hope because I have to, but I don't. Yeah, I'm still going to vote. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I'm still on the committee. Kirk Rice, did he send you a message? No, I was supposed to talk to him in October. (laughs) I just love that he, like, called me. I was like, I hear you're an activist. And I'm like, Kirk, I'm the one who got you on the committee. (laughs) But nice to to meet you. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Yeah. But there is, like, the, the idea of populism is... Just, I, is like, policies and actions that try to impact, like, a large number of people. And Trump had a few of those, but it didn't follow through on them at all. And that whole drain the swamp idea, I, like, I'll always hit that again. Because mm-hmm. that, that's the biggest, biggest fucking joke. Yeah, well, it, it doesn't mean shit, even then. It doesn't mean shit. What do you mean? Because if he's he's he made up a uh, what's I can't think of the word I'm looking for a bullying term. <laughs> he made up a term for it could be Slogan? anybody. No, but like like let's just say I there was a group of kids that I called ass winkers in um, high school. That let's just say. Yeah, that didn't mean anything. You don't know who I'm referring to, because it doesn't mean anything. No, so it I does. I could call anybody the swamp. No, it means something. It means corruption. And he would talk about the system is rigged. It's mm-hmm. corrupt. I took advantage of it as a rich person and influenced these politicians. That's why you can't trust them. Like, they're all corrupted, and I'm going to change that. And I'm going to kick out all these, these corrupted, money-hungry politicians. Yeah. That was, like, a big part of his messaging. And... Good lord, is that just gone in the opposite direction? And that, that's the thing is, like, I, I do think there are people who voted for Trump who, like, w- wanted more right-wing stuff but also wanted that. And it's like, I, I hope those people can come around to Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Second place. Who's number one? Joe Biden. Joe Biden. For- fucking ever it's, so it's insane how little i hear anyone in person talk about joe biden and it's our age i guess yeah i think that's what it is it, it but it's just he like this week said he would consider having a republican for a vice president okay which i think you hear that and you're like oh fine okay he's considering it no fuck that no i i do think that's the way <laughs> it should be if elizabeth warren said that i'd be way more on board no 
they they break the ties in the Senate. Fuck that. Yeah. Well, I just want a more cohesive unit. I don't think it's. Uh, we don't need to be. This yeah. This is our broken apart. This is our same political yeah. argument every time. Every time. It's just it's too far gone, Danny. It is too far gone. So what do we do? We're going to have another civil war? That's the only other option. No, you just drag it back to your side. And, and, then, you, and then you volley. Every four years you volley. Or we have a civil war. Or we join forces. We haven't had a truly progressive president. Like really progressive. Possibly since FDR. And you know what happened with him? He got elected four fucking times. Because that's what I think will happen if we get... At least a Warren, if not like a Sanders, I think people will go, oh, this is like really good. Oh, yeah, fuck these rich people. They're fine. Mm-hmm. Our lives are way better now. And then those people just get elected. Can you get elected four times? Not anymore. Okay. Not after FDR. But that's, I mean, he got elected four times. And they changed the rule. Mm. I think they changed the rule. And I think he also benefited, I'll say he at least, I don't know how much, but he benefited absolutely from being in the middle of a war. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah, he like started Social Security, I think Medicaid, one of those things. He started giant progressive populist programs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we're not a podcast about politics. We're a podcast <laughs> about, about parenting. Parenting. Yeah. And movies. And but really we're just two people who don't who don't know everything. <laughs> yeah. But let's be fair. Okay, I, you know more about politics than I know yes. more about stories. Yeah. But we don't know everything about either of them. And we certainly don't know everything about parenting, and those are our funniest stories. Yeah. Trying to think of what happened parenting-wise in this last month. I'm sorry. Here, we'll go on a not-so-funny note on parenting and how you were saying, have I noticed that my favorite moments from each year involve us just being us and not being with the kids? Sorry, everybody. Whoops. Um, I think a... That's totally normal. Mm-hmm. I think it's correct, at, at least at this age. I think I could start enjoying our kids more when they're older. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them now mm-hmm. in moments. A lot of it is raising and work. A lot of parenting is work. It's not fun or play. Right. So I would say there are super highs, but... No, it's and I and I think it's typical and I think maybe not a lot of dads talk about it that do like their kids or like want to spend time with their kids. I think there's there's the dad who's just like, eh, fuck those kids. And they're not worried about this at all. But like the dad who wants to be a loving father uh-huh. it's like maybe you feel obligated and you should be like, No, my kids are everything and it's like they're not everything. They're great. Yeah. And maybe they will be more so later. But at this point in our lives, between my life and their life, like there's there's room to grow. And 
it's very common. Like we've went over this of kids are born and like I feel kind of on the outside of the tribe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like I still kind of, I don't really, I wouldn't even say I necessarily feel that way anymore, but it's like I'd much rather hang out with you than hang out with the kids. Yeah. I'm more fun though is the thing. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, like you're enjoyable to hang around. I married you. And my jokes are funnier. Yeah. And their jokes are mostly nonsensical. <laughs> yeah, their jokes they're are just... mostly. Why? Why is tape, or something? I don't know. Just oh. fucking put words together. Yeah. Knock knock. Who's there? Poopy poopy poop. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. That one. That one kills at school. I know that for a fact. It doesn't work so well at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but yeah and uh, well I was saying because like, you said in the moment it's blissful when you're with the kids but looking back on it your favorite time of the year was was it Ravenwood this year again I forget what it was yeah oh no we didn't do I no, said do Ravenwood and if not um because it was Ravenwood this year it was right Ravenwood with Tyler and Katie yeah. this year yeah that for sure and close second i i think i said florida but i would say ravenwood oh again. you said obstacle course yeah but i was gonna say obstacle yeah. course in florida that's either first or like second that's close that was great because that was i think the thing about that was it wasn't even just us hanging out it was such a relief of tension yeah like we were very stressed out yeah there's shit going on, on vacation trying to do vacation with two children is stressful yeah that's another thing that like people don't talk about enough is that vacation sucks yeah <laughs> sometimes yeah is it because they are on some vacation high and when they're with other family members they're just like i could get away with murder and they're just like at their worst for me there's water everywhere so i'm just constantly thinking he's gonna drown yeah, especially since he just, like, runs to the pool as if he knows how to swim. He just runs. Like, he's just yeah. going to jump right in. So, that, that yeah, hyper, hyper <laughs> anxiety levels there. And that obstacle course was just, it was just a barrel of laughs. Yeah. For, the, for that vacation, that was my favorite part of vacation. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's just because vacations are... Me and Danny did, like, a MXC Ninja Warrior not even that intense, but like just a floating obstacle, obstacle course that you had to run through and like a bouncy. Yeah, it was oh so bad, so fun, and we were so terrible at it and out of breath after about five minutes. And I just really like I still have the visual because I was, I re fell in love with you that day, which happens every now and again. I re fall in love with you, and that was one of the days. You did, did you have a name for it? You just like sprawled out on one of the floaties oh, and then yeah. just threw I said your. This. I said something like, this is the birthing visit or the birthing exercise. <laughs> and then you just like starfished onto the next one. Yeah. And just like, flop, this is flop. reverse. This is like spread eagle and reverse spread eagle. Something like that. Reverse birthing position. Yeah. But yeah, I had, there was two, it was like a ladder, a big floaty ladder. Yeah. And my body was in the space with my arms and legs on each side. And I was like in stirrups pretty much. Yeah. And then just flipped myself over with my ass up in the air and then flipped over again and i i had the thought and i I remember saying it to you and you you were a bit offended but i had the thought like chris farley is is kind of the ideal man 
because he doesn't take himself seriously and he is like supposed to be like a huge sweetheart so except for the drugs and all that like yeah and then you just you were obviously you're very attractive but you did not care what you looked like at all in that moment and i was so in love with you yeah i feel like it i was absolutely using my body as a prop yeah and i just thought this is like this is a good looking man who's just like i'm gonna go all out to make her laugh yeah and it worked good yeah I like when you don't take yourself seriously. It's my favorite. I was also discussing how I was close to shitting myself oh the my entire God, yes. time. I'll say for at least half of that, I had like imminent diarrhea just hanging around at the door. And uh, I feel like it was actually when we first started and then it like somehow went away. Yeah, you push it back up. It goes back up. Because I, I was like, I don't know, Zach, just go over there. Yeah, where the tide's because going. it was early. I was, I was close to pulling my pants down <laughs> and just letting loose in the water. That was very close to happening. And I couldn't stop peeing because I was laughing so hard. Right. I, I just could not stop peeing because a lot of the positions, your legs were like spread apart. And I've had two children, so I'm lucky I'm not just peeing constantly anyway. <laughs> Every time I fell, I would pee. Did you pee on me that day somehow? Probably. I think you might have. Like, I was trying to lift you up, and you were... Or maybe you were saying, like, put me down, put me down, I'm going to pee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I put you down. And then it was on the on the blob, because I couldn't master the blob. I just had to sit on it still for you to jump on it, and I would jump on it. Oh, my God, that was so bad. <laughs> I don't think I did it a second time, though. Like, I crawled out. It's like the tube that you crawl on and then somebody jumps on one side and you're supposed to fling up yeah ish yeah but i made it out to the end once and then you didn't i think he's away see yeah he's moving yeah he's dad, 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 dad. and then if i go up there he goes i want mama I'm joined by malcolm and his noise machine all right. Well, I think this was a successful podcast today. Again, always tangential. No <laughs> direction. But hey. I mean, I, I like it. Okay. I know. No, this was a good one. Okay. Bye, friend. Bye, Donnie, and whoever else is listening. <laughs>